0: up, everyone. I'm Katherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. We kick off this episode with Todd McDonald from R3 to give some background and thoughts on Facebook's recent announcement of Libra. Um, I have some thoughts on that as well. Uh, then we have Raja Ramachandran from Ripe to talk about what they're doing on blockchain, specifically Corda. Um, and it's a super cool use case. And to give a little teaser, uh, we chat about IoT, Internet of Tomatoes, but I'm. Shh, and- AI working from farm to table and what they've done with sweet green, tomatoes, and dairy farmers of America and what they plan on doing in the future. Um, Alyssa DiCaprio, Kate DeWinter, and Jackie Yang, all from R3, also sit in on the recording. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm in the studio with Todd McDonald and Kate DeWinter. Woo! Thanks for coming in today. Hi, guys. Yes, this is our intern, Kate. She didn't know what to say, so that was a good intro. Good job. you it was did a very
1: well. strong intro. You,
0: you did very well. Um, Todd is finally back in the studio. Finally. So he doesn't fire me um, for not having him on the podcast more.
1: That was more of a rumor, wasn't it? <laughs> a direct order.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's good, though, because we need to talk about Facebook, because I've read up a little bit on it, but you're obviously just you. I feel like you're always in the know.
1: You know the right. haps <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with haps?
0: Um No, but so you do, and I need to learn a little bit more about it. So this is very helpful to have you in here. Um, but so I haven't had you in here for a while. So what's yeah. going on? What's new?
1: What's new in general? Oh, yeah. Geez, well, tell
0: us your story. Tell
1: us your story. <laughs> so there has been, uh, there's been a lot going on. Uh, we've been hard at work uh, mm-hmm. with. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. True. <laughs> the, uh, Sorry,
0: I'm drinking my Panera um, uh, papaya tea. It was, it was a, it that's
1: the largest papaya green tea I've ever seen. It is
0: so big. I will post a picture of it in the podcast. file. Okay,
1: you you take a load off having <laughs> a refreshing beverage. So we've been. I'm.
0: was so thirsty.
1: So we've been we've been hard at work uh, on on the product side. A uh, lot of really cool things rolling out in the totally. land of Corda. So that's been taking up most of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said. There is a ton going on, and uh, Facebook and Libra have has really sort of consumed, I guess, the whole blockchain space over the last week or two. Yeah. So we'll do our best to do it in about 10 minutes or less, Libra in 10 minutes or less. Uh, there's a lot oh. to unpack. Yeah, there is. So I thought maybe we can talk a little bit about what it is, yeah. although I'm sure by this point, People, People have read quite a is. bit about it, so we'll try and keep it a bit high level. Cool. And I think maybe more importantly, what's been the reaction? What have we learned since they announced? Um, what's next? What are we what are we hearing yeah. uh on the street? Yes. Um, so
0: I have some questions. Okay, too. great.
1: So I'll I'll kick off and just you know, fire away a question. So okay, cool. there's if you as we're talking about Facebook and Libra and Calibra, there's a few different Parts to it. So one is the mission, and everything falls from there. So the mm-hmm. mission, as stated uh, last week when they announced, was uh, Libra's mission is to enable a simple global currency and financial infrastructure that empowers billions of people.
0: Billions. So, That's uh, a bold statement. Fairly ambitious. Yeah. yeah, bold.
1: And so, so if you if you look at the at the mission, it's very very focused on things like financial inclusion, banking the unbanked, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's really an extension of. Uh, a theme that I think a lot of the tech-first companies have brought to this space of moving, uh, trying to look at the example of what the internet did to, to data, and we talk yeah. about this a lot, can, can uh, blockchain uh, technology do the same for money, financial services? Yeah. So, so moving that uh, to making it more accessible, and I think it's clear that this isn't something that, initially, that Facebook and, and others that are uh, participating in it, or potentially participating, Mm-hmm. or that focused on, say, uh, the Western world and more focused on the developing world. Yeah. So that's what they stated as their mission. We can talk about sort of the reactions to that a little yeah. bit later. So if you think about it from there, there's four uh, there are four areas of this, and this is what makes it. I think this is why people are spending so much time talking about it because there's so much to unpack, mm-hmm. and also people are spending a lot of time talking about it because it's clear and they've admitted this that they've announced early. So there's a lot that's still left to be Interesting. defined, and a lot that you know potentially could change um, over the next year or two as they roll this out. Cool. So the four areas are the technology, uh, the governance, the economics, or the, I guess the monetary policy of, of Libra, mm-hmm. and and. The product so the tech in some ways you know the, the this is for me the tech's potentially even the least interesting aspect of it uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot you can read about about what their approach is It's a little bit early there's still have a lot to build but yeah. Facebook is a technology company so I think there's even yeah. with the technology execution risk they have they have very smart people and they they know how to deliver um, yeah so we'll see how that goes there's a lot of moving parts there with yeah. how they're approaching it it's one of the keys on the technology side is they're starting they, they stated an intent to start as a permissioned blockchain mm-hmm. and um, move to a permissionless one when in effect the research of the technology catches up oh. to allow for a permissionless chain to deliver the the benefits or I guess you know meet the requirements of what they're trying to do
0: interesting so I just feel like there's been obviously so many issues with Facebook and data privacy and mm-hmm. stuff like how would you how do you just trust
1: ah. Yeah, excellent question technology so well not necessarily that it's not that i would or trust them. I w- it's not that i would trust the technology <laughs> yeah, yeah. to do what it says i i meant i it's not th- i have a little bit more faith that they can figure out how to execute the build right mm-hmm. so just mm-hmm. from building it but that leads totally. into this, to the second area which i think goes speaks to that which is governance Yeah. so a big 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 uh, part of this which was uh, surprising for some was this is very much meant to be not a facebook thing so, Got it. Libra as a coin or a mm-hmm. token has the Libra Association, which stands behind it, and that is uh, meant to be 100 organizations, where okay. Facebook is one of 100. So, obviously, I think there's two ways to look at this. One is it's driven from the mission. If the mission is around uh, banking the unbanked, it needs to have a very wide, uh, wide network, wide tent, or big tent. Uh, but I think also... You know, with with where Facebook is, especially, say, in the US and Europe, what the opinion of Facebook is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: having something like a Facebook coin, which is owned, operated, controlled mm-hmm. by Facebook, where they can see everything, control everything, it's probably, they probably realized they needed to have it be bigger than just Facebook. So, diffuse totally. to that sort of power a little bit, and there's a lot of statements within their white paper and, and website about how they won't be able to access data and they won't be able to control things. So governance okay. also will come back to that very, very big and I think the most interesting one for me, um, and, it, and I think it ties into a lot of things that we've been exploring over the last few years and doing actively now. So the third part is economics or in effect, how are they gonna do this, um, create this coin? Yeah. So it is a version of a stable coin, one of our favorite
2: Ooh, topics, yes. yes.
1: And so the big difference here is that if you look at all the stable coins to date, they all are single currency stablecoins, mostly mm-hmm. U.S. dollar. Yep. So put a bunch of U.S. dollars in a bank account, and then create a digital token for that, and it trades around. Yep. In this case, Libra is creating what, in effect, is much like what the IMF's uh, and the World Bank's special drawing rights are. So it's a, it, still to be determined. But what they've sketched out is it's a collection of say the G seven currencies, so the top five, ten or so, okay, currencies in the world in a basket that are mm-hmm. held, and. In a reserve, Libra reserve, okay, and the reserves holding not just sort of uh, money in a bank account, but uh, short-term debt instruments and some other things that yield interest, okay, and they create in effect a price for Libra, so it's not pegged to say the the price of the U.S. dollar or the value of the U.S. dollar, okay, it's in effect tracking a basket, so that I think there's one reason is they wanted to remove the or I shouldn't say remove, minimize the volatility compared to something like Bitcoin, yep, but secondly. Very importantly, since this is targeted into the developing world, Mm -hmm. they didn't, in effect, want to export dollarization to these countries. This is a little bit reading between the lines. Interesting.
0: So, this is like, so that makes it unique.
1: That is definitely unique, but it also raises lots of questions on how the hell they're going to manage this. Yeah. uh, Which I can talk about for uh, a long time. So, my background, my previous life, Mm -hmm. I was an FX trader for about uh, 15 years. Me too. Oh yeah, really? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. you you contain multitudes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> incredible. I know. I'm
0: such an interesting woman. <laughs> and, <laughs> <Just continue. laughs>
1: and uh so I've I've had experience with uh currencies that are pegged, I've experienced with currency boards. Um yeah. or if you look at sort of the Euro dollar market, uh which was created in sort of fifties and sixties and exploded into into the eighties and beyond.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: there's a lot of sort of second and third order uh, consequences to something like this. Yeah. Uh, last thing is the product. So this is goes back back to Facebook. Facebook is going to be one of the companies mm-hmm. building products within the Libra ecosystem. Got and it. And their first product is called Calibra, which is a, wall, a digital wallet. It sounds and like a font. Can, oh, Calibra. Oh,
0: Calibra. Chase calibri. says my coworker I, I says Calibra or calibri and I say calibri. I
1: pronounce it calibri.
0: Calibri <laughs> like the cheese. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> it's delicious. It's
0: so amazing.
1: Um so uh so the products of so, so Calibri now you can understand um I think some of the strategic importance for Facebook specifically. Okay. So what's the end game for them? One could imagine they have users on WhatsApp, for example. Mm-hmm. So they have all these endpoints that are already connected in some way. Yes. But they're connected by exchanging data, which is just text messages. Yeah. Can they create a secure digital wallet that can sit within WhatsApp, be somehow authenticated, the user authenticated wow. in, be able to hold these tokens yeah. on their WhatsApp and Calibra wallet? And, yeah. you know, you can be sending money across the globe in minutes for pennies, on the dollar.
0: So how far away is that, like next? All er, of this that phase. Like it seems like it's just very. You said that they announced, they admitted, they announced it a little bit too early, but.
1: So they have. They are. Yeah. They have stated that they want to launch in 2020. Wow. Yeah, uh, but but. I
0: feel so, like they just want to be involved. Well. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they just like. Just want to be in the mix. You just stay with Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is, you're doing great, sweetie. Just stay there.
1: Isn't the gram enough? Um, so not. there's so there's a ton of moving parts. Mm-hmm. So if it were just building a new blockchain, that would still take a lot of work. Yeah. If it were creating, we know. yes, if we're creating <laughs> a new <laughs> governance structure. Yeah. That would take a lot of work too. Would it be creating in effect a global uh, multinational currency uh, that? you can manage and be the buyer of, in effect, they're the buyer or seller of last resort, so they, you can always go to the Libra Reserve yeah. and be able to redeem. That's a lot of work. And then yeah. tying it back to, in effect, bootstrapping the network to getting users, which they have, but yeah. getting users to then use the products that they're looking for them to use, like Libra Wallet, um, is a challenge. If you look at, Facebook obviously has a massive install base, but they've launched other products before that haven't been adopted. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, who knows how it's going to turn out? Yeah. Uh, going back to sort of the reaction to it, I think is really, really to me is the most. Ooh, interesting. I'm
0: interested in this because so, I haven't really read much on it.
1: So what are the what are the reacts? So, uh, so crypto Twitter, for example, has been all over the place. Oh so the sort of some people would say it's you know it's good for Bitcoin and if in on reflection the last week and a half Bitcoin's you know almost doubled. Yeah. Place, so it's probably true. probably good for Bitcoin in some ways, um, but. There's different reactions to it where this is, you know, the we're embarking on the dystopian future that we all deserve or something like that, or mm-hmm. in some cases, uh, folks are thinking that this could be the sort of the Netscape moment, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe actually one reaction I thought was quite interesting, it's not the Netscape moment, it's the Internet Explorer moment. So if you think of the web, oh, yeah. the first browser was Netscape, it, it allowed for for users to interact with the World Wide Web in a way that wasn't so hard and there was a better user experience, mm-hmm. but not that many people actually used Netscape. Yeah. Big bad Microsoft with all of their install base rolled yeah. out Internet Explorer, which maybe was a watered down version of what Netscape was. Mm-hmm. That's when the explosion of internet users happened. So some folks are looking at this saying,
0: "Interesting.
1: Libra can could potentially be a an enormous front door for participants into the crypto and blockchain world. Wow. So that's some of the positive reaction.
0: Yeah, what's the negative? Negative that's reaction. So, well.
1: <laughs> so immediately, uh, most... Most of the announcements from regulators, central banks, uh, sort of the policy folks, was anywhere between "we need to learn more" or "slow your roll." Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, So that's been that that sort of indicated that Facebook was probably playing a game that was sort of in between. Uh, in between, say what a bank would do and what, say, an, like an Uber would do. So, so yeah. Uber goes into a new country or a new market, they say, you know, forget the regulations. We're just going to provide a service that everyone's going to love, and then we're going to get sued. But there's so many users using these amazing lower-priced taxis that it doesn't matter. Yeah. You have to change your regulations to suit us. Yeah. On the other side, you know, rolling out new things with that that, in, that needs, you know, KYC AML or potentially impacts monetary policy or fiscal policy. Uh, that usually you you speak to the regulators up front. You say I'm going to do X. Yeah, you know, blink twice if you agree, kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, in this case, they probably did it somewhere in between, and where yeah. they they definitely engaged with a lot of the uh, the regulatory world, mm-hmm. but not. Exhaustively, I would yeah. say. I feel like the
0: regulatory world is so, like, that everyone's still learning. They're, like, and then have Facebook come in with this, like, big announcement. I feel like it'd be like, I
1: <laughs> Yes. Chill. I think, I think it, part of it is just chill. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we back up a few yeah,
0: steps? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just learning about this stuff, just trying to kind of catch up.
1: And so that's definitely uh, been uh, pretty interesting to see. So in the U.S., I think Maxine Waters basically said, Tools down, come to Washington and report on what's happening before you do anything. Yeah, which you can imagine, especially in our election cycle, um, it's probably going to be a pretty easy thing to uh, talking point for a lot of folks. And then, um, so then you go into sort of like banking and fintech world. Uh, I think there's definitely there's excitement, and also on I think on the banking side, it's a bit of um, a bit of fear in, in a lot of ways. Interesting. Well, you know, one of the big themes that that. And also, one of the reasons that R3 exists to begin with is, you know, five six years ago when we started speaking to uh, to large banks, they, they realized that, you know, the the position that they had both on the retail and wholesale side, um, that the world was changing, and yeah. in effect, there's uh, there's potentially threats from things like crypto, but in in a lot of the executive suites of the banks, they're much more worried about big tech than they would be about. Bitcoin.
2: For yeah, example. yeah,
1: yeah. In a lot of ways, sort of Bitcoin and banking, in weird ways, somewhat complementary. In some ways, yeah. I'm sure that may be a controversial opinion, but if you look <laughs> at Facebook or Amazon or others like uh, like them entering into financial services. Yeah. So that's where I think people stand up and take notice, and it's less so on sort of the uh, the regulatory infrastructure side, but it's more so on the user experience side. Yeah. You know. Uh, an Instagram posting, an Instagram story, is a much better experience than opening up a bank account.
0: You, you right, you right. <laughs> <Yeah, that's,
1: laughs> a lot of head nodding on that one. Um, Got us there. So, so, We're also
0: Instagram models, though. So okay, that's yeah. fair. <laughs>
1: in, influencers. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag influencers. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, no, I'm not. Pay them in Libra. And so, <laughs> yeah. the and so then ties it back to like, what's the reaction? Probably most importantly, what's the sort of the main street reaction? Yeah. So I do think that what's been the What's been most exciting for me is that this has driven the conversation for the last two weeks tremendously. Yeah. So it's a continuation of what was our small little world five, six years ago being expanded. Yeah. To, I mentioned I'm going to be seeing my dear in laws this weekend, and I guarantee they'll probably ask me about. It.
0: Yeah, Facebook and then and you just ask me for this recording that's and right. then you don't have to talk.
1: Exactly. <laughs> they said, I read an article in the New York Times about X and, and now this is front page in the New York Times. Yeah. Which we think of, you know, if it's on Twitter or, you know, if it's on Instagram, it's real. But it's yeah. actually when it gets out to yeah. uh, th- that different sphere, I think it's driving that conversation uh, in a really cool way. But it, totally. bring, bring it back to the project, there's a ton uh, that's still to be determined. Another you know, reaction I think was really interesting is that some of the names that were in, on the list yeah. of being as part of, say, the consortium or the labor like, association, hundred people, yeah, were like, banks. they basically came out and said, yeah, we're we're sort of into this, as huh. in, what's come out and there's some articles come out that that in order to participate you have to put up ten million dollars. Okay but it's fairly clear that that, actually, that money actually hasn't been put forward yet. It's just a, a, a kind of like a letter of intent in yeah. some ways. Interesting. And some of those in the tents, a lot of them are really Silicon Valley players, so uh, there's Uber and eBay and yeah. um, and Andreessen Horowitz and some others that, that are uh, quite interested in, uh, in sort of disruption. Right? Yeah. But there's a couple like Visa and MasterCard that kind of have come out and said, we're kind of taking a wait and see approach, but we want to be in the tent for now. Yeah, and that's something we've experienced a yeah. lot. Um, and then when you bring it back to the Libra Association and the governance, uh, that's really going to be fun to watch. Yeah, because bringing a hundred multinational corporations that have—I guess there's some like you have to have—you know—billion-dollar revenue or some really these are big companies. Yeah, having a hundred entities in a room agree on a common intent and a common way of working. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's it's in, it would be incredibly uh, in, incredibly powerful if they got that to work. Yeah. But I, I know how hard that is, not not just to get everyone to agree, but just to agree on a time to meet is hard. Yeah, they're all,
0: yeah. No, I'm, I mean I'm sure. Um, wow, I just learned a lot. Cool. I learned a lot. Thank you for that. So I have a question for. Um, you is there any drama with like the Winklevoss students because oh, <laughs> they yeah. have Gemini and Gemini is a non- sign and Libra
1: and so that's pretty amazing is it astrology I, and sign and I will admit True. it took me a full 24 hours to realize that Calibra was a play on Libra yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, it took me a long time. It was a little embarrassing when I was like, Oh, because. oh, oh um, So, yeah, is there
0: like drama there because of Gemini and Libra? And I, also, do you think? I know I'm just like asking because I just love.
1: Do you think it's like of kind, kind of like? Do you think it's like? Do you think it's like a a passive aggressive burn?
0: I feel like it is though because they're both astrology signs. You could have picked anything.
1: So you think like? Is, do you think like the Libra name is like a massive subtweet?
0: I mean, I think.
1: <laughs> I, if so, I think
0: it could be though because you can pick literally anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Gemini, so I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Topsy. I, like, I don't yeah. know what, how to say. I, Do I
3: nod which way? Just smile. <laughs> okay.
0: No, but I'm a Gemini, and like yeah, a Libra, because I was looking up the mm-hmm. signs, because I was like, what would be the significance? And it uh, seems like Gemini's. It could be. I. I mean, I'm just gonna describe myself, but like Libra is more like stable. Let's say.
1: Okay. Yeah. So so, so I, think I, I I might get this a little bit wrong, but they picked it because of you know sort of free and so sort of from the like the, the definition it. of it free and and also so interestingly like right. libra is pound right so it comes back to i don't mm. know who knows i would like and to they think they
0: love to just it's just like stick the knife in I, and then twist it
1: i would like to mm-hmm. think that uh, Zuckerberg was you know got a text for the name and he's like Libra LOL and he sent it back to the product team right? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> LOL <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would be pretty pretty cool but who knows
0: yeah, yeah. I just think that's kind of interesting because it's then jumping into that yeah. whole world with the twins
1: alright cool I think how did I do? you crushed it thank you I, I really did that. Kate and I learned a lot I know yeah, a yeah. lot of head nodding I appreciate that yeah, <laughs> I
0: <that's know>. good. <laughs> it's good we just gotta raise you pick up pick up on the um, astrology you didn't and pick up on that? I actually just uh, figured out what Gemini was the other day, too. So I feel like. What Gemini? The I like was Crypto, reading about that yeah, the other day.
1: Yeah. I feel like we're I running out of names. You know, Pisces,
0: Yeah. Cancer. Capricorn. Capricorn. Capricorn might
1: work, but. That would
0: work. Capricorn's kind of cool. Aries a, is yeah. a little aggressive. Yeah. I'm an Aries. So
1: but I'm a Cancer, well, but I can't. Cancer? I don't imagine that there's going to be a new coin called no, the Cancer. No, there's not going to be.
0: There is not going to be one. But So that means your birthday's coming up.
1: Right? It, it, it was. It was.
0: Oh It already <laughs> happened. Oh my God! I already. I messaged you. So
1: what were we speaking about?
0: Gemini. I don't. Oh, know I oh, was speaking that. about the yeah. firing. That was, that oh, was, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow! I just had a massive um, brain fart. So what? What are the characteristics of the cancer? Before uh, we sign uh, off.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know.
0: You don't know. I, I think they're like very kind. That's weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Maybe we should end this.
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I like, said good I'm day, kidding. Catherine. I'm kidding. You're the best boss. You know that your team loves you. I promise. Now, what's your sign? Aries. What are the, What are the signs of a cancer? It's usually, or a like hard headed, or like like it's like aggressive a lot of the time which is kind of funny I don't really get that vibe from you no it doesn't really make sense but then there's some that are like it is positive sometimes
1: maybe I should be they
0: say you're hard working and things oh really yeah that's true I've been giving her a lot of stuff and she keeps on churning out content what a
1: great intern Yeah, great. those interested in the intern program please please reach out to R3
0: (laughs) reach out to R3 uh, link in bio Um, okay thank you so much for coming in and explaining that all to me Um, and if there are other developments in the future I'd love to have you back on
1: Thanks for having me back after many, many months, Catherine.
0: Oh my gosh, and I promise I'm your biggest fan. I think you're a nice person. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. We are in the studio with a lot of people, actually. I'm here with Raja Ramachandran from Ripe.io. Thank you so much for coming in.
3: Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thanks, Catherine.
0: Woo! Okay. We also have Alyssa DiCaprio from our 3 and intern Jackie. Hi. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. So even though uh, Raja is the star, I have Alyssa and Jackie in here to uh, chat and chime in whenever they feel necessary. <laughs> Alyssa gave me a look like, what? Like, don't you want me in here? <laughs> okay. So, Raja, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your story? What's your drink of choice? And where are you from? Come on, hit me with the facts.
3: <laughs> okay. So, um, I guess sort of background, um, you know, I've had a long career in foreign exchange trading and banking, mm-hmm. and, um, and then ultimately so... Got uh, a little bit involved in trying to analyze things like blockchain back when Bitcoin was sort of at its low point, about a hundred or so, mm-hmm. and um, and as a result of that, thought it was really fascinating technology for us, and um, and I was lucky enough to meet with uh, with David and Todd and and the founding team, and uh, I think we had a shared mindset about this could be really interesting, and so mm-hmm. I was one of the early team members at, at R three, woohoo! Yeah, so it's exciting to be back here, kind of full circle, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, for. A little bit of time, uh, did some work here at R three around product and strategy and a number of things, and then um, I started to look at with a partner of mine, Phil Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when how could that technology be used in other verticals? Mm-hmm. And so we studied things like healthcare, insurance, and then ultimately, I mean, things like entertainment and law, and then ultimately we s- sort of stumbled into food. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. we met a company that ran something called the Internet of Tomatoes Project, mm-hmm. and so they were basically Basically, their thesis was, well, how do you create a better tomato? Well, we'll track it in the field and look at live conditions information, and so ultimately, they, you know, we able to correlate all this data into mm-hmm. something that says, all right, this is what a tomato is supposed to taste like. So, anyway, we learned a lot about, um, you know, that, and that's how our company basically formed. That's what's very f- cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like the I- IOT Internet. I've yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: it's good, right? <laughs> it's and funny. my favorite drink might be Kool Aid Purple.
0: Oh, my gosh. I haven't had a Kool-Aid in a while.
3: You can't find them. You, really? You, it's hard to find so them. You get the packlets and, you know, you can get them yeah. on Amazon or whatever.
0: Yeah. Is that where you have so to get it? So I have my it?
3: own, like, like, private stash of Kool-Aids.
0: <laughs> That's such a good one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think I'm more of, like, a Capri Sun kind of person. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, like, the
3: modern version of Kool-Aid.
0: Yeah, I suppose. But when I was little, I, I was drinking Kool-Aid a lot. <laughs> it kind of makes me want a Kool-Aid. <laughs> Okay. That's great background. Thank you for that. I kind of wish we had Kool-Aid in the studio right now because I am having a heat stroke. <laughs> it is so hot in here and I just ran in here from uh, outside in the humidity. But um, Okay. So quickly, Alyssa, I know you probably drink don't drink alcohol much because you're very fit. Um, but if you were to drink a non-alcoholic or alcoholic choice, what would it be? I have a very stressful job. I drink all the time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I did
0: not expect that to come out of your mouth. It would absolutely
4: be Chopin on the rocks. Oh, my gosh. So delicious. I don't even know what that is. What is that? It's, it's vodka, but it's potato oh. vodka. Oh. oh, what's the difference? It's much more delicious. Yes. Oh, really? My mother's Polish. Okay, okay. So only Polish vodka. Most Polish vodka is yeah. potato-based. <sighs>
0: Okay, so th- so what other examples of potato based vodka is there? Because I'm trying to think if I've ever had that. And what what is it what's the difference in taste? Oh, you have to try it. Oh my goodness. It's much smoother. Really? So why do don't I- why doesn't everyone drink potato <laughs> vodka then? <laughs> I was like in college drinking it's like Burnett's it's the most disgust. Oh, it's expensive. Okay. Oh, of course good it's ones, expensive. A good one. Alyssa has Very some good one. expensive ties. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was a great answer because I honestly had no idea what that was. Jackie, ah, uh, come on, wait, head on uh, over to the microphone. Oh, all right, let's go, girl. I am underage and therefore legally required to say Kool Aid. Yes, um. Kool Aid is a good. Answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say Kool Aid. Yeah, I love Kool Aid. When was the last time you had a Kool Aid? Oh God, probably when I was like ten. Liar, oh. that's not your favorite drink. I like it though. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, that was good. Roger, you have you have backup on the Kool Aid train. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So I'm happy that we we covered that. I'm gonna move your microphone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more business. Um, so you do—you talked about IoT, Internet of Tomatoes, but you actually use IoT in your use cases. Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: We do so what we learned is that if food is really just a whole series of words and data. Mm-hmm. And so much of it has to do with chemistry. And so what we do is we capture a ton of information from like the soil, the seed,
2: mm-hmm.
3: what's the temperature, what's the light, the humidity, you know, what happens in a truck as transpo- like transported soil information and so on. And so all that forms uh, into an algorithm that helps us predict and showcase things like flavor. So okay. the IoT devices actually add to Information that we get from the farm, so we work with a company called Sweetgreen. They're right up the street.
0: Oh yeah, always it. a massive line.
3: Yeah, yeah. So great tomatoes. They have great everything. <laughs> I have to say I was skeptical because I thought, you know, can sourcing really make that much of a difference? And it does. You know, we see really? it day to day, and um, and so you know with IoT, that's probably the one use case where we use it, you know, consistently, where mm-hmm. we we really ki- capture all of this information from the different like devices that we have in the ground and the air and the trucks, Mm -hmm. and that forms sort of a a data model, and that data model says, this is what this particular um, tomato is supposed to be like, or a beet, or a goat cheese, and then we confirm it Mm -hmm. by having taste tests actually at the store. You know, mm-hmm. so we've been taste testing for months now. Oh, at I the love farm. this job. Can I join? Yeah. <laughs> you should stop by. We'll probably have one in New York soon. Oh. And so um, you know, so through that, then all of a sudden that's the loop. That kind of tells you, did the farmer say that this is going to be sweet or this goat cheese is going to be like that, or this particular beet will have it? And then we map it back to the seed. Mm-hmm. They work with some really famous kind of foodie people. Yeah. And they've got seed companies, and so it it kind of helps inform them about the DNA management that they have have so it's a lot of science that goes into your basic little salad so yeah. that's what we do so that's probably our our probably our most involved you know sort of cases with other customers they may already have iot devices so we just capture the information from there like Got the it. dairy farmers of america for example yeah so yeah no so the iot really enhances flavor like it tells us more about what flavor really is
0: cool yeah yeah that's very cool. I think uh, also the convergence of blockchain and IoT is very interesting for me. So, like, how does that kind of work all together? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> so, it's hanging on t- by yeah, a thread. I will just tell, just tell you. <laughs> it's
3: like I was just talking to Charlie you know, a little bit earlier and Jed, and it's like, the IoT itself, the devices, they mm-hmm. tend to be pretty good as hardware. Yeah, It's everything around it that's problematic, like Yeah, putting it installing it, making sure it's persistently working, mm-hmm. you know, and so on. Let me give you an example. Like, we have soil sensors. These probes are about four feet tall. Mm-hmm. So, it has to go in three feet, and then what'll happen is you'll capture all this soil information. Got it. And so, with the soil information, that's, like, very, very, like, it attributes very heavily to the flavor, the output of whatever food there might be. Mm-hmm. So, one of our guys were up in Maine <clears throat> and so they were digging and then they hit like basically bedrock about 18 inches so the you know at that point it's worthless so the uh-huh. farmer has a neighbor who has an auger so the next day he had to stay there they brought out this tractor mm-hmm. and they drilled the auger down and they finally got it in now hmm. this should have taken not even an hour right it took a day and a half so it's yeah. expensive it's you know it's painful these things don't work all the time Yeah. so that's the hard part even with uh, you know just Field sensors, making sure that they don't get run over by a tractor, you know, yeah. or whatever. There's just like farm stuff that happens. So the the reality of these these devices is that they've got to be really well worn yeah. to be able to be useful. Because if you don't capture the data, it throws off the model and it all all of a sudden it becomes pretty useless. Yeah. So the good news is that, you know, we, we're connected to clouds and we mm-hmm. can capture the data and we can sequence them in in what we call the food bundle. It's basically the digital representation representation of what that food is going to be like yeah so iot has great promise but it's got a long way to go about like how it gets implemented
0: yeah i feel like that's the case with all of this technology too though since it's all so new um but your use case is very interesting just because not not every i've had a bunch of people on the podcast and i don't even know if many of them are using iot for some of their use cases so yours is so cool to me and it's also cool. like cloud technology. Are you kidding? You're using everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw it on and we'll, we'll capture it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So you mentioned um, dairy. Can we talk a little bit about what you guys are doing? Um, with with milk dairy in America? farmers? Yeah,
3: yeah so there was a cool project. We were part of a uh, an accelerator last year that was hosted by Sprint mm-hmm. and the Dairy Farmers of America. And so we spent some time with DFA looking at you know, they're trying to solve, they have a huge problem, right? And milk mm-hmm. prices are down so farmers are suffering and, uh, you know, so the, the the issue is well, how do I sell more milk, right? Yeah. And so for them, it's more institutional because they have something like 18,000 members that are farms that make up 35% of all milk sold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's about 70 billion pounds of milk, so it's like a lot. Whoa. And so the, you know, so what they were thinking is well, how is it that we'll, we're able to sell more milk? So we examined a whole bunch of things, and we landed on sustainability. Yeah. In other words, if they told their story about animal welfare, you know, carbon footprint, local, you know, business operations and people and so on, will that actually help sell more milk? So what we did is we captured their data, right, from their systems, like three different, like, internal systems, mm-hmm. and then we had a processor up in Wisconsin in Cedarsburg mm-hmm. called KEMPS, and what we did is we tracked, the you know, really the pickup yeah. you know, in terms of what farms actually fed into it you can't get it to the cow per se but all of yeah. that plus all the sustainability information like they have this information about how much carbon footprint how much methane and all these kind of things and it's hard to tell that to a consumer yeah so what we ended up doing is packaging it on three dimensions so we could show like on a QR code mm-hmm. on a mobile phone like what's this actually look like so it would tell them what the carbon footprint was equivalent to say you know a car drive and then you' know, showcasing that it came within 24 Hours from these farms because folks in Wisconsin really value local, and when they mean local, it's like usually within a hundred miles, yeah, if not even less. And so, and then we'd had like a graphic, um, you know, piece on it that had a, a map, and we show the farmer and so on. And so now, so by doing so, mm-hmm. we're now talking to folks like Starbucks and Chobani's, where we're going to map in their sustainability requirements so that they would buy more potentially if these things match. So that's kind of the phase about where we're going with all of this Cool, it's, cool. it's good it'll be, it'll be an interesting thing for you know pursuing better farming you know and certainly there's these there's a lot of information about cows and methane and carbon footprint it's a little mixed you know yeah. certainly it's there but yeah. you know but we've learned a lot that you know it's amazing what they're trying to do to help out so you yeah. want to be able to tell it
0: yeah i think um People are really starting to care a lot more about this stuff. I mean, I think I grew up on, like, chicken fingers and french fries. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm finally starting to be like, hey, I should probably eat some more chicken. And I know
3: your parents. (laughs) I'm sure they weren't happy about that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: My mom's going to listen and be like, hey, I gave you salad. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, no, so I'm finally starting to, like care a little bit more about that. And I feel like that's how the food industry is kind of gone, like all these foodies and people who really care about like plant-based stuff. Um, I actually, the other day, this is a little unrelated, but um, my brother had tried the Impossible Burger. Yeah. Have you tried it? Oh, yeah. Okay. For anyone who doesn't know what the Impossible Burger is, this um, guy, I guess, was trying to figure out like scientifically how to make plants tastes like meat, like a burger, um, so because it's uh, obviously better for you. Like, I love red meat, and it's such a problem, because I'm like, I know I can't eat this all the time, but I love it. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. People There's are starting a lot to of care people more. people like you, no doubt. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like... Let's go to Shake Shack. Um, but also when you were talking about the QR code, that's also a very cool way to um, kind of get that information out there. And it's very, like, modern and techie. So that's very consistent. But I was laughing the other day because I was walking in Bryant Park to get food. And there was this man standing with a... a poster that had a QR code on it, and I wanted to scan it so badly, and I was like, I'm scared if I scan it, it's just going to, like, virus, it's just going to pop up on my, my phone, but I want to scan it so badly. I walked in the office and I was like, shoot, I kind of want to go back outside and see if that man's still there. So anyways, thought that was funny. (laughs) So just throw that in there. Um, Okay, so how did you, I mean, I know you worked at R3, you kind of touched on this. um, And so we're happy that this has all kind of come full circle, especially because your use case is freaking awesome. Um, But how did you first learn about blockchain?
3: Honestly, I think it was just Bitcoin, you know. Yeah. I was skeptical about Bitcoin and then we start to dig into what was the underlying infrastructure around it. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is what probably late 2013 early 14. Early. So, I mean, it was I mean, it was 5 years into it. So, yeah. it was early enough and um, and honestly, that was it. It was really looking at, well, how is it that you look at decentralizing things? In other words, do you need a central authority, mm-hmm. you know, to manage transactions and so on? I think that was the original thesis ultimately behind what kind of spurred R3, certainly my interest. Um, So, you know, through that, it's evolved a lot since then, right? And so it's a whole different creature today. Totally. And so I think we look at it as really more of a tool amongst many things that we do from a technology perspective, like I talked about clouds and integrations and so on. Mm -hmm. A lot of it has to do with data. It has a lot to do with understanding how the participants in the chain can be harmonized, right? Meaning how does one party... Take on a procedure so that we can track it and then make some kind of like logical sequence out of it. Mm-hmm. So our use case is definitely a little different than than say you know a financial transaction, but in a sense it's the same thing. There's a beginning yeah. and a, a middle and an end to every sort of workflow, and so yeah. it just happens to be you know ours is a radish or you know a piece of pork or whatever versus you know a bond.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, I think it's very cool having so many people from different industries. I think you're the first person, oh, I don't want to say that just in case I recorded someone and they're like, excuse me, <laughs> did you even listen to our episode? I talked about this. But you're the first person for sure using IoT and with blockchain. Uh, and I think it's just really cool. I think I'm becoming a little bit of a brat because I feel like I'm talking to some of my friends and what they're doing, I'm like, get that shit on a blockchain. <laughs> it the first time I curse on the podcast. Well,
3: it's funny because like my partner's, uh, you know, daughter. Right, She's a teenager, right? And She's yeah. like, this is a perfect use case for cosmetics, yeah. you know, because there's so much fraud in it and, yeah. you know, and, and understanding why is it that you're paying like $40 for a bottle of something, yes. you know, or a hundred or so on. So, yeah, there's plenty of, you know, cases. So,
0: that's such a good point. Like, even... Um talking about the Kardashians that's kind of weird to talk about on the podcast but Kylie Jenner has her like makeup kits and there are people selling fake ones like everywhere so that's a very good point also I was talking to someone the other day about like dating apps you won't get catfished, right? <laughs> it's pretty cool, all the stuff you can do. I mean, I'm like spinning, out. I'm going to create a cosmetic thing, dating apps, throw it all on Corda.
3: <laughs> Perfect.
0: <Get the laughs> you can help. Truth can of you the be an advisor for me? Because I feel like you're doing a lot of things right. <laughs> we have a similar kind of path. I don't know. Um, anyways, now I'm going to get fired because they're going to be like, excuse me, are you trying to create another company? <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. Um, so. I just talked a lot and I forgot what I was going to say. So, Alyssa, do you want to talk about anything? Did I hit everything? Are you are you happy with how everything's going? Well, I, <laughs> I'm okay. fishing for compliments. <laughs> this podcast is amazing. This podcast is amazing. The host is so funny and so good. It's hysterical.
4: That's why you have to listen. <laughs> yeah. So one thing, one thing I was thinking about uh, when we were talking about, you know, the traceability element, um, that that I think is is interesting about this company that's that's a little bit different is, mm-hmm. you know, often when you're talking about agriculture track and trace,
0: mm-hmm.
4: um, you're talking about how the consumer needs to know where the good came from and how the consumer yeah. wants to know where the good came from. A lot of this is focused on millennials, right? Um, but what we don't have is any evidence that there that consumers are willing to pay more for a product because it is traceable. Um, oh, okay. And it's pretty expensive to implement blockchain. It's a new technology, right? You're yeah. trying this out for the first time. You're integrating into into your internal systems. Um, so it's yeah. it's not an easy lift. So so I think that's you know one thing that I've I've kind of questioned is is do con- yes consumers want it? I mean I would love to know where my food came from, but am yeah. I going to Pay more for it? I'm not sure about that. That's mm-hmm.
3: You know, it's a really good point, and um, you know, there are a number of. There are a couple of companies that actually jumped out in front of of sort of like that cur- that business problem, right? I mean, we're I can't talk about it yet, but we're doing that with one company where we're going to be looking at you know traceability in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I don't think sells anymore. I mean, I think it'll be a good novelty for quite some time, but the reality is that if you can personalize that data, like it, it yeah. fits in your app, you know, whether it's your grocery store app or your Amazon profile or whatever, then all of a sudden things become interesting because. Yeah. At that point, you know, it becomes like an active filter into yeah. your food. And so, um,. To Alyssa's point, like people are definitely taking on these kind of like A B tests, which is, okay, here's what it looks like today. If I Mm -hmm. give you all this information, you know, and it's on a label or on a QR code or whatever, are you gonna pay more? Yeah. I think the bigger question is, well, why are you paying ninety seven dollars for four items in a Whole Foods box, you know? Or you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the question is, is the like the price elasticity of like salmon, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like twenty four ninety nine a pound. Like why am I paying $24.99 Twenty-four ninety-nine a pound, just because it says it's wild line cod or whatever it is. Yeah, you know that's the first step is to just look back yeah. and, and understand what's actually the price components that get you there. But to Alyssa's point, for sure, um, yeah, I think personalization is something that will help drive different channels. Yeah, you know whether it drives price is to be seen. I think these are all you know no one's really taking it on really seriously. Yeah, but I have a feeling you're going to get an effect that if you can scan something and you know this aquafina you know was basically you know came from this particular spring but really it's just more tap water yeah. if it's tap water and then you look at it against the fiji bottle mm-hmm. you know are you going to pay more for the fiji bottle because it was sourced locally and so on right yeah and so that's a good question it's you know it's a it's a hard one because you got to really break it down per, per like skew and yeah. and so on but it's important you know because in the end that's it
0: yeah, that's tough. Oh, Alyssa is jumping out. Are you jumping out? or Are you jumping in? No, I'm jumping in. Yes. So there, there, there was a <laughs> like one, exp- the the
4: Cargill turkey thing. Yeah. Um, where Cargill put their like Thanksgiving turkeys on the blockchain, okay. and you know there was a code that consumers could scan and see, you know, all of these different things, and mm-hmm. the the actual scanning that people did was extremely low. Oh. Um, so that was also kind of interesting, right? I mean, people weren't necessarily – yeah. it was kind of like an interesting novelty, but people didn't really
3: do it. Yeah. And that's pretty typical of QR codes, too. Like, when you have to actually get the consumer to do something, it's a hard thing. That's why, you know, in our business, we're really B2B. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't know. Um, you know how Ooh. you know what the consumer really thinks. Yeah. I'd rather get the data so that the aggregator, the consumer, whether it's a grocery store, a brand, or whatever, yeah, they should be able to figure it out, like Nestle or Mars or yeah. Coca Cola, right? You know, they they need to convert from these like wonderful ads that show all these like nice things about local and people and so on. But the reality is, is that you got to get it. That yeah. that someone's going to pay attention, right? Yeah. That's why I think the traceability and the scanning. I mean, at some point, what are you going to do? Scan Every produce item in a grocery store, you know, or That's when you fun. go to a restaurant, you know, you order an Indian meal. There's 20 ingredients that go into it. How are you going to look at all that? So I think yeah. it has to become more of an active filter.
0: Yeah, I feel like though there has to be a way to do both, right? Like have if the option to scan it to see like where it came from and all that stuff. If you really, really care, and then like a small, like something. Blurb or like a trusted symbol or something, so you know it was on blockchain using IoT, and you can trust it, right? There has to be like some kind of in between. So if I really, really care, I love scanning QR codes. Apparently, (laughs) Um, then I can then I can uh, figure it out. But then, like, let's say Jackie doesn't care, but she knows that it's trusted because it was using this technology. Well,
3: I think what happens is, is like, you know, the like the brands themselves can tell that story. Yeah. You know, in other words. Maybe it doesn't get scanned for the particular item, but yeah. before you go to a sweet greens, you know, when you order on your app, right, which is yeah. growing like crazy, you know, in their world, that app will tell you a bunch of things about their food. Yeah. You know, so there might be more passive ways to get the information to you mm-hmm. as opposed to you and a big QR code like guy scanning, you know, standing out the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there's there'll be different ways. I mean, for example, we we just started spe- <laughs> speaking with like a big consumer electronics company, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, we're looking at blockchain enabling the fridge. You know, they'll have a scanner oh. inside the fridge, and since we track everything from the beginning, like a seed or whatever, all the way to the point of sale. Yeah. Then when once, once it goes into the fridge, it'll scan the barcode, and all of a sudden it starts tracking from there. Now that's where things get really interesting because it'll tell you about like freshness when you know if your berries are starting to go bad you might as well make a smoothie and on and on right what? yeah so there's some really interesting things that we're going to be playing with in the future I mean we just started that discussion I yeah, mean yeah, I yeah. make it sound like this is all cool that's a hard future no, but it's but a
0: cool thing to think about. it's to
3: connect you know because the kitchen's yeah. getting smarter the fridges are getting smarter and even yeah. the oven and so on so it's all coming
0: that is so crazy for me to think about, especially I feel that on such a deep level because I have been food shopping um, like a lot and I've had so many things come up in the last few weeks that I haven't been eating all the food in my fridge. Mm. This literally speaks to my soul because I woke up this morning and I was like, I need to bring food to work, it's all gonna go bad, blah, 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 blah. And I've also had fridge problems myself. I think my fridge is trying to poison me. I'm not really
2: <laughs> sure. No, I'm not
0: sure. I open it sometimes and I'm like, what? is in here. Right. Like, Also, yeah, I'm having serious fridge issues, so like, if you can <laughs> hook a sister up,
3: <laughs> I'm having a problem with my all fridge. Right. Well, we got our proof of concept up. I'll make sure the fridge is delivered just Make sure. You.
0: Yeah, let's get this going ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't deal with my toxic fridge. It's kind of scary, too, because if your fridge has like, a, What if my fridge has a leak or something and yeah. then all my food goes bad and then I ingest it and I die?
3: Fridges get nasty.
0: Yeah, fridges do, and my fridge has so many things in there. Actually, lots of tomatoes. <laughs> I too. I like that. Oh my gosh, that's a really cool use case. I know you said it's in the future and all that stuff, but um, that's a cool one. And also, totally agree. Re Sweet Green. I love Sweet Green. I'm in there all the time. <laughs> Except there's such a long line all the time, so I have to order online and then I cut and I sneak in. But like you know, what you're getting from Sweet Green is going to be good. Yeah. Like they make a very big. Um, effort to make sure that you know that it's all, like, locally sourced or whatever and it's all good, fresh stuff. No, Their
3: their sourcing team spends a ton of time at farms. Yeah, it kind of shows,
0: though. You know that what you're getting is good. I don't eat at any other salad place. I also don't really... I don't love salads, but I have to be healthy. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, Very, very cool. Thank you, Raja. Alyssa, do you want to jump in anymore? Jackie, intern Jackie is here. She's just sitting quietly watching the magic happen. (laughs) She's like, please don't let me talk. Make me talk. Um, Okay, so cool. I can't wait to see what's going to come in the future from you guys. Very happy to partner with you guys. Oh, one thing. Might might as well jump in here. Um, Other than the fact that you used to work at R3, why did you choose to work with R3 slash use Corda?
3: What happened, well, we've got a lot of, I guess, coming, uh, like, um, enterprise customers coming up. Got it. And so, on an enterprise level, you know, we needed something that would scale. Yeah. That would it really manage uh, data privacy really well. And so, I had our technology team actually just evaluate a number of platforms. I mean, it would have been easy for me to just say, just let's use R3. Yeah. But they did an analysis of Hyperledger, Ethereum, you know, multi-chain DB, EOS, and and so on. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they landed on, on Corda. You know, independently of any bias that I had. So I was kind of happy that it (laughs) ultimately came that way. So it was really about that because, I mean, we need to really have scale. Yeah. And then the R3 sort of community and the partnerships with Microsoft and and Mm -hmm. other big tech players are important to us, Um, you know, because the customers are going to want to know, well, who's really behind you? I just can't rely on a small little startup that does some interesting things, but doesn't have the weight uh, of scale behind it. So Mm -hmm. this gives us that almost in one shot. So it's great.
0: Love it. Love it. Happy happy with that answer. Okay. <laughs> um all right, thank you so much for coming Thanks, to the Catherine. studio today. I surprisingly actually cooled <laughs> down as the episode went on.
3: We're talking <laughs> <Which> about refrigerators. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it.
0: I'm like, "All right, this is cool. <laughs> love it." Okay, thank you also to Alyssa and Jackie for coming in the studio. Um guys, this was fun. Thank you, Raja. Excellent.
3: Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life and Fast Chain. We have more great ones to come. So thanks for all the listeners out there. You rule. Um, as usual, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Rate it. Only if it's nice. Tell everyone about it. And follow R3 on social. So Twitter is at InsideR3. Oh, at Inside underscore R3. It's important part. Um, at Quarter Blockchain. And we are on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, hit me up with feedback on my Twitter at Rudder if you want want to. Um, okay. Thanks. Bye.